for the next couple days on the Hill, we're going to see appropriations action on the floor, off the floor, and some we won't be able to see because it will be happening in back rooms. Congress is in the midst of negotiating next year's budgets. Federal News Network's Eric White got an update on what we can expect this week from, from Lauren Duggan. He is editorial director at Bloomberg Government. The most visible thing that the House will be doing this week is taking up a package of five spending bills. Normally there are 12 that move separately or at least are developed separately in the modern era, and they're combining five of those, bringing them to the floor with nearly a trillion dollars in spending. So maybe you know three quarters of what they're going to allot for the year is represented in the five bills in this package. They include big things like defense and labor HHS education. And then also the energy and water bill is in there and the legislative branch bill, which is the smallest of the appropriations bills, but obviously very important to Congress. So that bill is going to consume a lot of floor time this week and then committee time at the beginning of the week as leaders figure out which of the various amendments members have offered are going to get a vote on the floor. So we're watching very closely to see what the rules can committee, the gatekeeper for amendments makes an order. So that's on the floor. If you look in committee, we're going to see the last two of the 12 appropriations bills get their full committee markup on Tuesday. And that's going to be the financial services bill, which funds many executive branch agencies, some independent agencies, the White House, and also the Treasury Department and IRS. So no shortage of controversy there. And then the Homeland Security spending bill, which if you know past history and recent history is any guide, will be controversial because of things like wall funding and how to do interior border enforcement and rounding up people who may be in the country illegally. So no shortage of issues there when the committee meets to mark up those two bills. And then finally, off the floor, way off the floor, will be talks this week between House and Senate leaders and administration officials trying to come to agreement on top-line spending figures. Because even though the House will have all 12 of its appropriations bills at least drafted and with a committee stamp of approval, there's still no agreement on how much to spend in total. And therefore, some of these proposals may not make the final cut if the total amount of money allowed to be spent is less than what these bills add up to now. So definitely a lot to watch on Capitol Hill. Not all these things are going to get wrapped up this week, but much progress is going to be attempted to be made. And is the, I guess the point to combine all of those spending bills from 12 into five, you know, we're in a divided government with Republicans controlling the Senate, Democrats have the House, obviously President Trump in the White House. Uh, So is the idea there is we want to make sure that we get everybody under one umbrella to pass the spending bills in the House, Democrats that is, just because they know that bicameral negotiations are going to take some time uh, this go around? Yeah, I mean, they, they've done this in recent years, packaging the bills together. Sometimes they've had a spending agreement in place for that top line figure. Sometimes they haven't. Uh, but they do want to make progress. They're trying to get as close to regular order as they can in the House to get the House to put its stamp of approval on each of these bills. Now, they're probably going to pass with only Democratic votes or a few Republican votes. Um, and the combination of these bills makes the math a little more interesting, just because people who might be inclined to support defense levels that are greater than they were in the past may not like the domestic spending levels that a package of five bills contains. So they're walking kind of a a tightrope here, trying to get 217 votes, which is what they need right now, to get these bills forward, get them all off the House floor, get them into negotiations with a a stronger hand, because even once they have a top-line spending figure, they're going to have to sit down with their Senate counterparts and with the administration and figure out what stays, what goes, what riders are going to make the cut to try and get to some sort of agreement 
agreement, if not by September 30th when the new fiscal year begins, um, by the end of the calendar year or early next year when they want to try and get this wrapped up so they can turn to the next year's cycle because that won't take too long to get into that. Lauren Duggan covers Capitol Hill for Bloomberg government, and the biggest one uh, of those spending packages will be the National Defense Authorization Act of 2020. Uh, Though the levels have gone down, it's not as far down as some progressive Democrats would like. Uh, What are some of the specific policy actions that are currently being discussed between uh, appropriators in the uh, House Defense Committees? Yep. So when the authorizers sit down this week to write the authorization bill, there's often bipartisan support for this bill, but Republicans are already making noises that they're not really happy with the work that their Democratic counterparts have put in here. So um, what we will see is some boost for weapon systems because of the amount of money that they're allowing here in the House, $733 billion. So things might get bought here that wouldn't otherwise. Um, what is an interesting shift compared to what the administration wanted is most of the money in this defense authorization bill would be provided in base accounts rather than shifting as much money into overseas contingency operations accounts as the administration had proposed. That was the administration's way of spending more on defense programs without touching the spending caps. As we know this week with those discussions I mentioned earlier on the spending caps, probably most of the money that's extra compared to what would be allowed under spending caps will go through base accounts once they lift the caps. But um, it's an interesting marker they're laying down. So obviously, major defense contractors will be watching this bill to see how much money they allow, what weapon systems are going to get um, the stamp of approval from Congress, and what conditions are going to be put on them. So even though it's, um, the, the for example, the Pentagon will get money to buy more F-35s than it wanted, um, there will be some caveats on other planes that they're seeking, like the F-15EX. So um, it's always an interesting give and take here when Congress provides or authorizes a little bit more money with what sort of hoops it wants the Pentagon to jump through as it gets that. It's only a small portion of the bill itself, but it also goes after some controversial uh, topics. Uh, one is you know, blocking defense funds being appropriated for a proposed border wall in the U.S. southern border and also upping the military and defense department's study into the effects climate change will have on military operations. How are those playing into negotiations? Well, those probably will survive in the bill, just given the makeup of the committee and the fact that Democrats have the majority here. Uh, But Democrats in the House are going to repeatedly put language in bills, whether it's an appropriations bill or an authorization bill, trying to stop the president from doing what he did at the beginning of the year, declaring a national emergency and moving funds from one account to another to help pay for building the border wall that he's sought ever since he took the presidency and made a major part of his campaign. So I think that's a fight that's not over yet. It's probably going to come down to the wire on that. And, you know, maybe the Democrats will even at the end of the year, if they can get enough Republicans to side with them on these bills, um, put something in a bill and force a veto conversation later in the year. So um, that that border funding question is not going to go away anytime soon. Um, Climate change, this is another issue that Democrats are wanting to pursue. They passed a bill earlier this year that would have made made it hard for the administration to pull out of the Paris Climate Agreement. We'll probably see language like that again in the spending bills. And when it comes to the authorization bill, Um, putting in language there to study it and study what the effects are on DOD installations around the country. We know that flooding and other natural disasters has already cost 
a lot of money, and the recent disaster aid package gave money to the Defense Department to begin repairing some of the um, some of the facilities around the country that were damaged in those storms and floods. So um, climate change is, is going to be an issue for the rest of this year and into next year, and obviously part of the 2020 campaign. So these bills will be an opportunity to force discussion on that. Lauren Duggan is with Bloomberg Government. You mentioned earlier how uh, House appropriate how, uh, congressional appropriators will have to speak with administ- Trump administration officials about overall spending. Uh, lingering in the background is the upcoming debt ceiling, which Treasury says that we are bound to hit eventually sometime in the early fall or so. Uh, I, I, you know, we have to do this every week until something gets done. Uh, I have to ask you again, where are we at with those negotiations? Well, those are still continuing, and I have a feeling that the debt limit and the spending caps will remain pretty closely linked. Uh, We've seen that before, where the debt limit discussion really can force action when it gets closer. We're a little far away from that right now. The Treasury Department still has its so-called extraordinary measures that it can use to keep us under the borrowing cap and continue to fund government activities. But the Treasury Department and others really want to get that done to kind of ease the markets and show everyone that this is a priority that they're taking care of it. So I would very much expect when those spending gap negotiations happen this week, they will touch heavily on the debt ceiling. And it seems like they want to move those two things together, get one package that does both of those things, raise the spending caps and address the debt ceiling. Um, There were some optimism among the negotiators before the Memorial Day break. Uh, We've had kind of a choppy schedule since then with a very short week last week so that members could attend D-Day. But that will be a focus now that everyone's back in town for the next couple of weeks before the July 4th break. Lauren Duggan is editorial director at Bloomberg Government. Speaking there with Federal News Network's Eric White, you can find this interview on our website at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, Always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 